When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. John Ovick, we're going to talk Christian Stuani for obvious reasons after the uh, after his goal, after his winning goal against Oxford at the weekend and Karanka's comments afterwards saying that he felt the Uruguayan was, was slightly undervalued. Uh, can you see his reasoning there, Vic? Uh, Yeah, I don't know if, if uh, I talk Karanka heard it, but you know there was some booing when Christian Stuani came on, which uh, was a little bit surprising, really. Uh, I think it was an in- initial bit of booing for the actual decision to take Traore off. Uh, which you understand because there's frustration at him being the best player. And then there was applause as he, as he ran off. And then as Stuani was announced and ran off the pitch, there was a little bit of booing. Uh, I, I find that a little bit strange because for me, uh, I think Christian Stuani should be a cult hero at Borough. He ticks a lot of the boxes for being a cult hero at Borough. He works hard uh, in a position that's probably not his natural role. You know, he, he does a job for the team. Uh, he's never been a bit of bother. He's never slagged the club off or the town off. Uh, he scored the goal that got Borough promoted. He scored a brace away at Sunderland in what could be a really, really important uh, win for us this season. And for all his his perceived flaws, he always does a job for the team. And I, I think he deserves credit for that. And I, I find it a bit strange that some people have latched on to him as, as the boo boy this year. John, um, I talked around for after the game on Saturday, spoke about Stuani's numbers uh, being amazing and, and he did the same earlier in the season. I remember we asked him why, why he plays him on the right side, why as a, as a yeah. striker, well, as a striker by trade, he's played on the right side and again he spoke about his numbers. What does he mean by that? What's he referring to? Well, he's meaning the, the goals. I mean, he was top scorer last season, wasn't he, with a decent return from the right-hand side. Did you say he was 11 goals last year? 11 including, last year. Including as Vixen, some, some vital ones. And, um, and he's not far off being top scorer already this season, despite not being a, a first-team kind of regular. Um, so that's what he's saying. And, and I think Karanka also looks at when Borough do need a goal, as Vic mentioned. I mean, last year, even look at like Sheffield Wednesday at home. You remember we were away at Burton when all of a sudden Borough, were, I know it was only the cup, but still, you know, it was in, in extra time. You look at the goal against Brighton, as you said, I mean, this season he's got a few big ones away at West Ham. I think he was at home at West Ham as well. Um, so that's what he means. When but Borough... surely when he's talking about the numbers, he, he's referring to assists, he's yeah. referring to distance well, what... covered, he's referring to. So that can't just be pinning down. Well, we asked, we asked the question after Southampton because he. His, his decision to place Giovanni ahead of Traore was a bit of controversy at the time. Uh, the crowd had their say. and we, we asked him specifically about it. When he talked about the numbers, I, I got the impression that he was talking about more than just what he does up the pitch, but mm. things like ball retention uh, and the number of times he, he uh, wins tackles and, and wins aerial challenges. And I know not everyone puts a lot of uh, stead in, in uh, bare stats, but if you look at his stats every week, he does he does do a lot of stuff that must go unseen off the ball. Uh, you know, we we know that he you know he quite often tracks back and puts tackles in. If you look where he puts his tackles in, they're all in in the right back area. So he's doing a job, uh, and we know that Aitor Karanka has a system and a shape and a discipline, 
And I think he trusts, and he, you know, he uses that word a lot, Karanka. I think he trusts Juani to do that job. Whereas perhaps at the minute he doesn't trust Traore to do that job because you know he he lacks the discipline, uh, a bit of nous, a bit of game management. So I think that's that's one of the things that he means when he talks about the numbers. The interesting similarity for me is that you know um, in 2014-15 Patrick Bamford played that system in the 4-2-3 on the right hand side. So you could say that you know Bamford and Stuani are more or less playing exactly the same. Stuani came in as after Bamford left. Um, now. Bamford, as we know, he, he had a habit of, of scoring goals, albeit only really hit form when he went up front. But he openly said, you know, he was quite happy after games to say, look, I, I can't, I'm struggling with the defensive side of it. Now that's to Stuani's benefit. That's to you know, a testament to his professionalism that he's a Uruguayan striker. Like, let's be honest, he is a striker. He's not a right winger, but he's happy to muck in. So Vic is right in that sense. And actually, I mean, yes, I agree that the numbers will be. On other things as well, but just if you just look at his goal scoring, oh, yeah. just his goal scoring, he's, he's head and shoulders above anyone else in the team in those midfield spots, isn't he? But then, when he does play in this right position, you are often left after a game thinking, what impact has he had on this game? Now, now I know we can say the important goals, but last year, for example, his Brighton goal was the only goal he scored after the after, after yeah. December the twenty yeah. eighth, mm-hmm. and this year. Um, there was a goal at West Ham. There was a couple of goals at at, at uh, Sunderland, but he hasn't been he hasn't been prolific by any means, and and he doesn't you know obviously he doesn't have the impact Adam Traore and Gaston Ramirez has uh, have. You are often underwhelmed by his performances on the right side, aren't you? Yeah, he's not a natural fit, is he? I mean, he, if you look at what his kind of attributes are, he's not got lightning pace. He's not going to go around the full back. He's, he's He's very much not a, an Albert Adoma esque where he's got you know the energy to get up and down. I mean, it's it is weird. I mean, it shouldn't it shouldn't work there, but he does. He, as I said, like like Bamford, he shouldn't work there. And maybe the frustration at Stuani is actually frustration at Karanka. Uh, I think partly that this is a player who we don't know. I mean, we've all said in the office this could be this could be a ten fifteen goal a season striker here. You just don't know. He hasn't played up front. You know his his movement suggests that he could play up front. So I think part of the you know making Stuani the boo boy is partly the frustration at the manager of look this guy could could do it up front. Yeah. He could be the answer. And it is the system as well, isn't it? It, it? It's strange to berate anyone at Middlesbrough for not scoring a lot of goals because we know that the the, the system is set out to be safety first and functional and and uh, fairly rigid. Because we've had plenty of players arrive here as goal scoring midfielders. Uh, that aren't chipping in, and you could point your finger at the rest of the midfield. I mean, where's Adam Clayton's goals? Mm. Where's Adam Forshaw's goals? I mean, that that is the nature of the system that we're playing. Is that, you know, it, it is cautious, uh, uh, it's regimented, and it doesn't create a lot of chances. If you look at his numbers, you know, he's he's scored what was it one in four. Yeah, this season, um, Stuani's scored a goal every 251 minutes. Negredo has a goal every 338 minutes. Ramirez 609 minutes. Down in 1,162 minutes. Traore obviously starts and scored. Victor Fischer is, is yet to score. But given that, and obviously his record is, is, is very good in that sense, do, do Borough still need maybe more goals from him? Given the fact that we, we do often talk about how good a finisher he is, and he is a striker by trade, playing the right. How many times do we see him popping up in the box at the right at the right time? Is is timing in that sense? I'm not about the time of the importance of the goals, but his timing of getting to the box in the right moment is impeccable. So, do Borough need even more goals from him? Do you think? Do Borough need more goals from him? Yes. Do they, can they expect more goals from him? Probably not. I think he he's putting in more than a shift. I think. 
Um, in terms of his numbers, as you say, I mean, if you look at who's played winger, who's playing as a winger under Karanka, you've got people like Adoma, Reach, Tomlin played out there for a bit, Yannick, Downing, Ramirez. You know, he, Stuani's getting more goals from that than anyone. So I, I don't think you could probably point the finger at Stuani and say you need to do more. I think that probably you need to point the finger at his teammates that are saying, well, if this guy is playing on the right hand side and having to do every all the defensive side that you are. You know, how was he ending the season with 11 goals last season? I think that if, if a f- even if two or three of his teammates ended with half of the goals Giovanni contributes, that's a step forward. I, I'm not sure that he can do much more, to be honest. I think he's got shackles on him in that sense. That said, though, Vic, would, would he be in your strongest 11? I mean, this year he's, he's made, uh, I think it's 23, it adds up to six starts at home, five substitute appearances, seven starts away, three substitute appearances. So there's no real differential between the way Borough play at home or away. I, I expected him to have made more, um, more, sorry, that was the other way around, but I expected him to have made more at home significantly more at home they did away just because the way Borough play away but there isn't much differential there uh, several questions the, the, the question you asked was would he be in the, the first 11 and, and probably with everyone fit he probably wouldn't uh, he certainly wouldn't be in the popular first 11 uh, because everyone would instinctively you, you'd want Triori on the pitch and you'd probably want a, a natural left-sided winger uh, whether that be Fisher or Ramirez or Downing or whatever just for balance so I don't think when it comes to the Gazette's team selector, he's going to pop up very often. But I think the manager has a different approach. Mm. It's about getting the right balance, the right skill sets, and the right harmony within the team to to ensure shape and discipline. So what we would pick and what a tactician and a coach would pick are two different things. Uh, I, I think he remains, in Karanka's mind, a prominent first team player. Uh, I think a lot of fans would probably think with everyone fit, he'd be on the bench at best. The curious thing about him, um, I, I think I don't think defensively he is great. No, I don't. He's I made don't, a couple of mistakes, noticeable mistakes. Yeah, and obviously you do. You know, when when you, I mean, obviously the I saw you penciling away there, Watford, Watford at home. You know, it, when Holabas hit that in the top corner, it was a result of yeah. Shirani being in a part of the pitch where probably the rest of his career he's not been used to. So I don't think he's great defensively. Uh, I certainly don't think that he does what Albert Adoma did. Um, so it is curious. I mean, Karanka clearly looks at you know the the stats and the videos and sees that he's doing enough to to keep you know he's his best option. He feels defensively, but I don't think he's great. Right? I think it's just Giovanni's professionalism that he is putting up with it. And and he and at the other end, to be fair to him, he is chipping away with goals. As I've mentioned, Bamford, Bamford was not happy about playing that role. He thought. Why you know I'm I'm on loan from Chelsea. Why am I playing this? And then he obviously said that he went to Karanka and said, "Well, play me through the middle." And he did. One of the only times Karanka is is back down. Has, has Stuani ever said that? Not that I'm aware of or I've heard. And I wonder whether Stuani maybe needs to be a little bit more selfish in that sense. Well, it's... Karanka earlier this season in the press conference that we mentioned earlier, I told Karanka had said then I'm I'm pretty sure that. He'd spoken to Stuani when he'd initially came in about the, the, the prospect of him coming in as more of a wide player. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting question about whether he asserts himself because I've just been looking back at did he play in this role at, at Espanyol and does he play this role at these other clubs? And a lot of the times he has. He's ended up there uh, more in, in a similar way at Middlesbrough because 
coaches want to get him on the pitch, but there are better strikers at the club or at mm. the country. I mean, obviously, when he plays for Uruguay, he's behind Suarez and Cavani. So it'd be very. It's only through injuries and, and suspensions he's he's going to get to play up front for them. But he does play a lot of times in a similar wide right role there. Mm. And the coach says the same things. It's because of the work rate, the discipline, uh, is what he contributes to the team as a whole. So clearly, coaches recognise what he does. Maybe he isn't as assertive because otherwise maybe he would, uh, he would do the ego thing and demand a move and want to go to a club where he's going to get mm. a first, you know, going to be the first name on, on the, the, the team sheet up front. Uh, maybe the fact that he's modest and understated as an individual. You know, we've all we've all spoke to him. You know, he's a he is a modest, quiet, humble kind of guy. Maybe that makes him a better fit in the team because mm. he's not rocking the boat and saying, "Well, I want to play up front," and he just gets on with it. Maybe there's a question that is his versatility, his own you know weakness in that sense. It's it's Boris' strength, his versatility. Ito loves that, but is it is it his biggest enemy? Is it his own versatility? Because I mean, you, there's loads of players down the years that have done it. I mean, if you look at you know, plucking one out of the air, like a Phil Jones, for example, in his early uh, Man United days, Blackburn days. I mean, he probably he saw three, four, five years of his career just just trickle away because he w- he could play anywhere. So some days he was playing centre mid, then he was playing right back, then he was playing centre back. He never really nailed down any starting spot, but because he was the the versatile chap, he he could play anywhere. And, and maybe yeah, it's Stu- yeah. Stuart feels he's a centre forward. I, I, I find it weird that there's there's a consensus amongst absolutely everybody that he would be really good up front. Well, I was, I was but we've to... never seen it, mm. and it doesn't look like there's any prospect of it happening. I was going to say this because the the only one that springs to mind for me, um, I think it was the Oldham game when he first came in. Uh, start of obviously last season, but obviously Watford away yeah, this year. Yeah. He played off Negredo in the in the in. It was more of a one-one than an orthodox yeah. two, wasn't it? But it was a central role, um, and he did all right. I thought he did better than all right, didn't yeah. he? Did you? Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought he did. Yeah. I thought well, I thought Karanga was purring about him afterwards. I thought he, he obviously. I mean, got... Borough didn't have a shot. Didn't no. have one or two shots on goal that day, no. and they had two players. They had the goal disallowed, didn't they? But I thought his movement is yeah, yeah, well, his intelligent he mover. I agree with that. But yeah, equally, I mean, for a centre forward not to have a shot isn't great. But equally, you could look at an Agredo and say he didn't have a shot. I oh, thought... I'm not saying he, I'm not by any means. I'm not saying he played mm. badly. I didn't think he did a bad job at all. But like you touched on, Vic, it wasn't a performance which made you think get him up front again yeah. next week. Mm. I, I think he lacks an element of being flash. He's not eye catching mm. in any way, and maybe that counts against him with fans because you can come away from a match thinking, well, you know, what what did he do? But I'm sure when the when the coaches sit down on Monday and go through <laughs> the, the replays and that, he will have contributed. Otherwise, we know what Cranker's like. You know, if you're not doing the job, you don't go in the team. He seems like he seems like a jack of all trades, doesn't he? To, to me, he's not bad at anything. But is he excellent at anything? Has he got the kind of the, the muscular, you know, robust approach that Negredo has? No. Does he have a you know rapid pace to play on the shoulder? No. You know, can he play here? Yes, he can. Can he play in another position? Yes, he. You know what I mean? He maybe he. I mean, he's probably at the wrong time of his career to start thinking. Right, I need to kind of redefine myself. I mean, obviously he's like 20, 29 now, isn't he? But you do think, you come away and there's a niggling feeling that perhaps Borough still aren't getting the best out of a Uruguayan international. Look at an Abel Hernandez at Hull last year. He scored, what did he score, 23 goals or something? You know, so Stuttgart, he got half of that goals. 
not playing up front, but there is a niggling feeling that we haven't seen him up front, but could he be that player? Yeah, you've mentioned Patrick Bamford a fair few times, uh, John. Vic, I thought it was interesting that um, our talk ranker opted for Stuani ahead of Bamford because he brought him on in the position in which we're led to believe he's brought Bamford into play. Yeah. Uh, was that because it came at a time when Borough were rocking a bit maybe and, and he thought they needed shoring up uh, as much as adding something extra up front at that point? Because again, it comes down to that, you know, the shape, the discipline, the nous, uh work rate right off the ball. And, and at that time, maybe he thought what we need right now is shoring up because, you know, Oxford were, were causing quite a few problems. Bizarre. We, we, saw, we, all, we saw how it happened. It, you know, there was a, a, a dramatic wobble and an implosion there for 10, 15 minutes before Borough got a grip of the game again. Uh, I, I think it's more that he, would, he was looking for conservative qualities as much as extra body up front. In some senses, John, he has served the test of additions, hasn't he? Because Bamford there... Fisher, I'd, I'd say he's done more this year to merit a place than Victor Fisher has. There's other players, Rhodes and Nugent have came in and, and, and since gone. Players have been and gone while he's continued, as, mm. as Vic said, kind of a prominent first-team figure. Yeah, and I, th- I think on you know, the merit of his performances, there's always a couple of people that, you know, that are easy to say, oh, well, he didn't do well, he didn't do well. But I think overall he's been OK. He's certainly not been, as you said, one of the worst performers. I mean, he, I think he's streaked ahead of Victor Fisher. I don't think they're in the same league at the minute, which is, you know, maybe perhaps saying a little bit more about Fisher's displays than Stuani. I think he's been OK. I mean, but that it comes back to it. He could be better than OK, I think. And actually, I wonder, looking at him, if he, as you said, if he, he did have a little bit more about him, a bit more kind of flash, does he believe in himself that he's better than OK? I wonder, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he, he is still an important member of the first-team squad. Karanka always trusts him. I think, also, he probably would have looked back at his bench against Oxford, looked at if Stuani and Bamford were sat next to each other, and went, who's got the knack here of, of nicking a goal? Uh, you'd always go Stuani, I think, over someone that's barely kicked the football for, for two years. As, as we wrap up, Vic, you do an on-reflection feature, obviously, every week. Stuani, now, you can already see, will be a good one in five or ten years' time, won't he? He's that type of figure. I, I think so, yeah. Uh, it, it, I always find people like this fascinating, the people that a section of the crowd latch onto and decide really early on he's not good enough. And then they work, work away, plod away... And gradually win people over by, you know, dedication, work rate, professionalism, being there. And I think he's doing that. I think he's ticking a lot of boxes, even though, even though it's in a very understated way. And I, I think, like, you know, Robbie Musto had the same problem. A lot of people didn't think Robbie Musto was a good player until his last two or three years. Uh, and I, I think he will win people over. And I think in years to come, we'll, you know, it, it will be a case of, you know what, we never really appreciated at the time what he did. It's slightly different to, to to Adam Reach, but I think it's it's more or less he's taken up the Reach mantle. Last season, Adam Reach was the one, the wide player, where a few fans kind of pointed out. Partly because he was obviously the the local lad, um, but partly because he was playing the wide position and they thought that he wasn't doing enough. He could have done more. And I, I kind of think Stuani's taken that mantle a little bit. Really, Reach has gone, and Stuani's the new guy who perhaps isn't you know strutting his stuff, beating defenders on the wing, and the yeah. the unfashionable winger. I think one will. of the problems he has is although he plays as a sort of solid wide right midfielder, a lot of people are judging him as a striker. So they'll just say, well, you know, why isn't he in double figures? He's a striker. What's he doing? And maybe they don't see the 
the work out of possession that he's putting in. Does he play on Saturday, Jello? Um, no, not for me. <laughs> I think we're now 20 minutes into the podcast worried about him. But no, I don't know. That's the problem in a nutshell. It wouldn't it? surprise me. You know what I mean? Like, when, when you're saying your team, he's always one that kind of just... You almost forget about... Like, and that's in the, the greatest respect possible. I mean, look, I think Triori has to start uh, on the right purely just because it's such a massive game and he, he'll bring something that, that Borough don't have. There's a case to say, and you could maybe argue that Stuani could play on the left like he did a couple of games ago. Uh, I don't think that's. A, I think I really do think that's kind of putting you know a square thing in, in circle holes. I don't think it's it's nice, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was on the team sheet. But I would probably go with a Gaston or or a, a Stewie. Excellent, thank you, fellas. Enjoyed that.